This episode of News Dump is sponsored by Upstart. All right, well, it looks like there won't be a second presidential debate after all. One is one and done. One's enough. <laughs> we'll get to if there will even be any further arguments between the two candidates in a second. But the second debate was originally scheduled for next week on October 15th. But obviously that was up in the air for a while because of, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump contracting the coronavirus. And the compromise seemed to be that there would, in fact, be a virtual debate between the two candidates, which is what we pitched on one of the previous episodes. Like, just have them Skype in or, or Zoom yeah. in. What's the problem? He has the virus. And also... He shouldn't be near anyone. Yeah. Also, this is actually something that has happened in the past. It was, what, the 60s. It was uh, JFK and Nixon. It already happened. They were in separate parts of the entire country. They didn't have the coronavirus. They just weren't together. Broadcast technology is uh, pretty advanced, guys. Yeah. You can do a lot of things remotely. But the Trump campaign refused to participate in a virtual debate and demanded that it take place in person. And since that can't happen for reasons, just pick any of them, moral or any other, uh, the whole thing has just been canceled. The man has fucking COVID. Yeah. He should not be in a room with anyone, especially his opponent, because I wouldn't put it past him Dang. to like show up early and just do a Cartman and fucking lick everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyways. Also, the we don't need another debate because guys, Ken Bone came out and said he's voting for Joe Jorgensen. The only undecided voter in America has cast his lot for uh, just a, a candidate who has no chance of winning. If you're undecided at this point, I don't believe that you actually exist. Well, who's the fly voting for, Elliot? Uh, anyway, second uh, debate, second debate uh, yeah. is, is canceled. Yeah, no debate. That's it. And it's a shame. We're sure there's going to be a lot of spin coming from the conservative side of things. Uh, but I don't know. We really can't understand the reasoning for not doing a virtual debate. Uh, I mean, he's... Trump has kind of said the quiet part out loud where he's just like, they're just going to mute me. Yeah. And it's like, my well, tactic is talking over. I I heard a thing. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but uh, someone reported that his strategy in debate one, when uh, Chris Christie, current COVID patient, apparently in bad, Real bad, shape. bad shape, but yeah. been uh, in the hospital for seven days. Chris now. Christie, his debate coach, the strategy that they allegedly jumped on was Joe Biden was a stutterer and still, I mean, you kind of always are a stutterer and a good way to throw stutterers off is to just bombard them with sound. Yeah, like, it's like the speech jammer app. So, yeah. yeah, so like that was allegedly their strategy, which is, that's some real dirtbag shit. Yeah. And yeah, if, if if it was virtual and he could get muted, he wouldn't be able to do that. So Yeah, and he's like, well, uh, then Joe will just read a teleprompter or Joe will... The, look, he has a bunch of excuses. None of them are actually valid. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, this does not mean there won't be any more at all. Uh, the final debate between the candidates is still scheduled for October 22nd. By all accounts, the president should be able to prove that he doesn't have coronavirus by then if he is, in fact, fully recovered. I wouldn't place bets on that. Yeah, I would assume uh, that one might get canceled as well. Yeah. Oh, also the, with the second one, like the, uh, what was it, the C-SPAN guy uh, apparently got hacked and was asking Scaramucci how to deal with attacks from the president on Twitter. What? And it was like, well, my account got hacked. And then C-SPAN's like, we apologize. But yeah, his account totally got hacked. But Trump's like, no, it didn't. He was actually trying to converse with Scaramucci about, uh, you know, deflecting from me. Okay. Just, just a mess. Just a mess all around, yeah. as this whole thing has been. But anyway, despite the fact that Trump has not tested negative for the virus, it's pretty important. Uh, yeah, he spent last weekend at Walter Reed Medical Center being treated for coronavirus. It's only been a couple days. He has the virus. You don't want to be near him. He has the virus. 
Despite all that, it looks like the president and the White House is, uh, they're all set and ready to start doing large in-person gatherings as soon as uh, Saturday. Yep. It seems insane. It is. Especially considering the fact that it's widely believed and pretty much accepted by everyone in the scientific community that the Rose Garden event for Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett at the White House during the last week of September was, in fact, ground zero for the COVID-19 outbreak among White House staff, politicians, and the president himself, as well as the First Lady. That was it. That yeah. was the super spreader event. Who knew that contagious diseases spread more easily in large groups of people that are gathered close together? Mm -hmm. Who knew? Now, listen, there will be one key difference this time around, though. Attendees are being asked to bring masks with them, and they will be instructed Please. To, to wear them on White House property. Now, if you're a bad little boy, I don't know if anyone's going to do anything. No, but it's this is nice America. I have this COVID card right here that says... I can't breathe. This is unconstitutional. I can't breathe. I have medical exemption. I have a religious exemption. Mm -hmm. And I just don't want to do it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, still, uh, just the White House asking if you bring a mask and could please wear it is the bare minimum. Yeah, this is and, a March 2020 uh, era sort of guidelines. And it should have been an, a requirement already yes. for any uh, yes. in-person event at the White House. Even if you consider any of those events to be essential... Because it, I don't think they are. Yeah. It just seems like a pretty bad idea in general. Yeah. Why are you throwing parties? Just I know multiple people who had to like basically cancel their weddings. Mm -hmm. And it was a tough call. They lost a lot of money. But well, it was the right thing to and do. And here's the thing. Look, do, have I seen my neighbors and, and people and people online posting about hanging out with people? Sure. Yeah. But you, it look, it sets a bad example when the White House and the president... And all the president's men and women are gathering together in large groups with absolutely no protection it's the large and not a care in the world. And they're all old. Yes. Like, I, I'll hang out with like one or two people. They're asking and for I it. And I feel like I've done something horribly wrong. I, I, I feel anxious for days. And these fuckers, who are all 70 years old, are just doing a big old group hug, mm -hmm. breathing in each other's faces. I had a drive-by today. A friend drove by and I waved to them. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, I've, I've had a few of those as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, they're, no, I'm going to stop. They were in I the area for, uh, yeah. for grabbing some food from some vegan place near me. Yeah. And they're like, hey, I'll drive by. Hello. Yeah. Good to see a face. Stop and wave. Anyway, after this gathering at the White House where Trump's expected to speak, albeit from a distance, the president will be resuming his campaign as he is apparently all set to travel down to Florida on Monday to deliver a speech at a Make America Great Again event. Mm -hmm. Seems a bit unnecessary, but uh, Trump's whole thing since testing positive for COVID has been to constantly prove how unaffected he is by it and how simple and easy it is to power through it, even though uh, literally no one has access to the type of medication and healthcare that he does. Did we play the video on the last one of him saying, it's me, your favorite president? No, but that was great. Okay, can we, I'm just gonna show the clip here, it's great. Hi, perhaps you recognize me, it's your favorite president. All right, now that that's done, can we do the one where he gives a shout out to the seniors? To my favorite people in the world, the seniors. I'm a senior, I know you don't know that, Nobody knows that. Maybe you don't have to tell him, but I'm a senior. Look, I hate this guy. Yeah, so much. But he's powering but he's through hilarious. it. Hilarious. Yeah, this I, is objectively funny. He like if this was fictional, I might even be rooting for him as some sort of anti-hero, Danny McBride sort of character. Let's just see what he does next. Yeah, but yeah. this is real life. Yeah, and uh, he's a monster. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the people around our president continue to suffer the consequences of 
his actions and their own actions, as we've seen positive tests from more and more people in this administration, uh, and, and sometimes a few false alarms. Yeah, a few false alarms, but also uh, some people in his administration, not in his administration, some people uh, on his side of the aisle uh, are refusing to get tested. Lindsey Graham. Yes. And uh, also, apparently, one of the heads of security at the White House has... He's, like, on his deathbed. Yeah, has been very sick for a month now. Mm-hmm. And that was only discovered recently. There was That was not reported also, out Also, at some, at some point during the week, he kind of doubled down on the whole military and police thing and, and yeah. specifically said gold star families yeah, were these, hugging them. These gold star families, ugh, they come up with their grubby little hands They're and filthy. they breathe all over me. They want to kiss me. They want to hug me because I'm their favorite president. So we let them, yeah. don't we, folks? But it's probably their fault. They're the, probably the ones that gave it to me. Yeah, uh, but speaking of uh, people who may or may not have it, for a few brief moments on Thursday this week, it also appeared as though Vice President Mike Pence had contracted the virus when a pre-written article from Deadline was accidentally posted and accidentally tweeted out from their social media profile. The article was very long and very detailed. It had a lot of descriptions about the vice president's diagnosis, Mm -hmm. but apparently it was only written so that they could send it if, in fact, news broke about him catching it. This is a pretty normal thing with uh, yeah. bigger news outlets. Uh, there, there's been m- many times where like uh, uh, like in memoriams have there been are, sent Yeah, out. there are obituaries for every famous person alive sitting on just servers somewhere. Mm-hmm. They update them as events unfold, but they have them there just so that when the person dies, all they have to do is add three or four sentences and boom, yeah, obituary's ready. And so this was, they, they write articles based on things that are possible or likely to happen. And, yeah, so that uh, it's ready to go at the drop of a hat. Anyone in this administration, there's a decent chance they'll get sick. So they, they have those articles ready so they can get the clicks and be the first out of the door. The funniest part of this was break. that it was like seven pages long. It wasn't just like, we've got an update. Here's the quote from like... But most the of the news was just like, oh, here's all this other stuff that happened. True. Uh, and, and the article literally said at the top, like, for pre-release, do not mm. send. Yeah. So... They apologized. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and in an apology, sorry. Deadline said that the article was, quote, pulled down immediately. It never should have been posted. And Deadline will take steps to see this kind of thing never happens again. Apologies to the vice president and our readers. We regret the error. Oops. Yeah, it, was a, it was an oopsie. But. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Like, he I still hasn't tested negative. He yeah. hasn't tested anything. He had pink eye at the debate, which you know, doesn't necessarily mean you have COVID-19, but it's a possible symptom. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was believable. It made sense. It's like, yeah, okay, another domino falling out of this giant pile of dominoes that has already fallen. Yeah, I can definitely believe that. Everyone else got it within the administration. Yeah, and on top of that, right before that came out, it had been reported that the vice president had canceled some events and abruptly returned to Washington, D.C. And yeah, as as you're all very aware by now, a dang fly landed on his big old head Wednesday night during that debate with Kamala Harris. Can you believe it? We are all that fly, aren't we? I'm gonna order Welcome my Welcome to the Resistance. I'm fly. gonna order my Pence Fly Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm gonna order the Joe Biden official fly swatter, which sold out in a matter of hours. Yeah. And uh, the fucking fly it landed on Mike Pence's head. It was possibly the quickest we have ever seen that a a joke or a meme or something funny has ever completely been burned to the ground. Like, within an hour. Yeah, the, the life cycle of this joke. Shortest joke life cycle ever. I, I literally, 
I, I turned off the debate. I turned off my phone. I watched a movie. So two hours had passed, and I logged on, and I saw the picture with uh, Joe with his fly swatter, and I sent it to the Discord chat, and everyone's like, You're, the this meme is already is dead. dead. Yeah, yeah, this is already a dead meme. Uh, yeah, there were dozens, maybe even hundreds, maybe even thousands of Mike Pence fly Twitter accounts that popped up uh, right after it happened. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Biden's campaign capitalized on it by selling fly swatters and other shit. Um, yeah, there was all sorts of like Etsy merch. Uh, do you see Sugar uh, Ray? No. I just want to fly. He did, the guy from Sugar Ray, the guy Mark did, McGrath. Mark McGrath did it on his Instagram, like dancing around with the fly head in the background. That's funny. And then someone said Sugar Gay, and he said, "What'd you say? I'll beat the shit out of you." That video of Mark McGrath clearly just yacked on cocaine in like 1999. Juice, juice, Sugar Gay. One of the funniest videos. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, the fly thing was dumb. Very dumb. You had to have been online for a very specific 15-minute period of time yeah. to actually enjoy it. Before also, it turned sucked stupid. all the air out of the entire debate. Yeah, there was no discourse about the debate at all. After shut that. up about the goddamn fly. Mm -hmm. Anyway, dumb and a complete distraction from the corrupt and irresponsible shit that's going on in politics at the moment, right before an extremely important election. But <laughs> he has a fly on his head. Yeah, shut up. Oh, and uh, by the way, yep, that's time. We're far enough in to use some naughty language. You know, the same kind of language that the leader of the free world uses. Trump said fuck on the radio. He did it. Ajit Pai. He said the F word. Uh, chairman of the FCC. This man has said the fuck word. Now, hold on, Elliot. It was during an interview with Rush Limbaugh on Friday, and he was addressing Iran. And he basically said, fuck around and find out. Seriously, he literally said, if you fuck around with us, if you do something bad to us, we are going to do things to you that have never been done before. That could, be, that could be anything. But uh, he, said the, he said the fuck word. And in any normal world, the pearl clutchers from the conservative party would have called for the president's head on a platter. But this is Trump. He gets a pass. There, there, people were tweeting out multiple examples of exactly that happened. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, he didn't. He, he said the F word. Also, people were tweeting like he called out like the Mexican president yeah. at the time for saying fuck on a phone call. Yeah. Like, just what wow. a disgrace. Wow. Really. Really bringing dishonor to the office. Yeah. Anyways, luckily for Trump, it was censored out of the broadcast, the radio broadcast, thanks to a tape delay, or else he would have had to deal with the old FCC, and then he would have had to send Agit Pie, the biggest bag of Reese's Pieces you have ever seen. Uh, the, anyways, the full naughty word did go out uncensored on Russia's video feed, so the most loyal followers got to hear the president say, fuck, and I mean... We just have to assume at this point that they it really got their motors running. They were Hell like, yeah, that's my president. He talks like I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. Also, damn, nearly forgot about this, but uh, yeah, a bunch of white dudes in a militia plotted to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer, the governor of Michigan. But uh, their plot was foiled by the FBI. Uh, but apparently nobody cares, even the president, because after the news broke, he basically tweeted, yeah, well, uh, she sucks, so... Uh, <laughs> Tough shit. Whatever. Yeah. Am I supposed to care about this bitch? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm worried about Hillary's emails. The year is 2020. Yeah. Mike Pompeo is going to release some of those emails. Also, yeah, it, it's good that those guys were caught, but it's basically every time, this is something everyone should understand, every time the FBI busts a terror cell or anything like that, generally when you read into it, you've discovered that... Uh, it what you What actually happened was not quite entrapment, but... Just close enough to entrapment to They allowed them qualify. to go through with the plan yeah. up until a point where they were like, hey, guys. The uh, FBI's entire job is finding disaffected people with, like, no prospects in life and being like, hey, you don't have anything going on. 
what if we did some terrorism? That sounds exciting, right? And they're like, well, I got nothing else going on, sure. And they're like, you're under arrest, sir. Yeah. But yeah, also these guys, I mean, they, they could have, something bad could have happened. Yeah. It's just you always have to question whether anything would have happened if they weren't actively encouraged by the FBI to really go for it. Or, I mean, just allowed to proceed while being Yeah. 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 Anyway, let's get out of this politics. Uh, Boom. I miss when this was a gaming channel. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Uh, we are like three weeks from an election. And from the most uh, consequential, possibly, election The biggest moment ever. in all of ours and yours, even if you don't live in this country's life. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so it's, the thing about America is it sort of affects everything. Yeah. and I uh, wish that weren't the case. but Believe me, I wish I didn't have to worry about this right now. There's a lot going on, and I'd really like to avoid it. But since we have to deal with it, so do you. Yeah. But na- for now, this episode, we're done with it. Yeah, so enough politics. Let's talk about sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> and look at this. They've been sponsoring us for a bit. Thanks, Upstart, for sponsoring today's show. Let's, let's tell you a bit about Upstart. During these economically turbulent times, everyone is looking for a way to feel more financially secure. So if you're still needlessly throwing money every month at high-interest credit card debt, it's time you checked out Upstart, the revolutionary online lending platform that knows that you are more than just a credit score. Now is the time to find out how low your Upstart rate can be to help pay off that high-interest credit card debt. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your education and your job history in the form of a smarter rate. You don't need a degree or a diploma to apply, though. Uh, Upstart lets you skip going to the bank as well because it's completely online, so it's safe. The Upstart offers loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debts into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. It's just a soft pull, so it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens when you accept your rate and proceed with your application. And the best part? If the loan's approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has 4.9 out of 5 stars on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash newsdump to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate, it only takes a few minutes, uh, and that is upstart.com slash newsdump or click the link in the description below. Uh, here's the quick fine print. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Uh, I've actually gotten some messages from viewers who have... Uh, done upstart and they they all have been very happy about it. I'm set, credit I'm, card debt is uh yeah. this is a trap. It is a horrible thing that most people get into when you are in your 20s. Yeah, too young to really understand uh how horrible compound interest is when it's not on your side. Yeah. So uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I could have used the shit out of this in my 20s. Yes. That is for sure. It yes. took me forever to get out from it took under a that long boot. time to claw out of that. Yeah. Uh anyways, before we get to the ongoing movie theater release the movie theater release schedule shuffle. Do it, folks. Hey, everybody. I like movies. The only thing you can watch right now is Hubie. Because <laughs> movies aren't going to the theaters. I've heard but, Hubie Halloween is yeah, fine. Uh, okay, I'm so, going to watch it this weekend. Let's start with a fun story out of uh, IGN, of all places. Uh, honestly, despite actually being a, a decent site for gaming news and reviews, as long as you know what a 7.0 means. <laughs> uh, the general perception of the outspoken masses online is that IGN sucks or something. I, and I guess there's reasons for that. Yeah, uh, they've, they've had missteps over the years. That Nintendo kid. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, recently it seems as though things have been pretty quiet, at least on our radar. Someone's got probably prove us wrong in the comments, but we really haven't heard much from IGN recently. And maybe that's because they've scaled back their in-house created video content uh, even before the coronavirus. 
Um, not sure. Honestly, don't really care. Yeah. But, I, uh, yeah. I get my reviews from real-life experience. Yeah. But, yeah, I did used to watch their videos because for a while we were a competitor, so I was trying to be like, well, let's do better than IG. All I know is the one person I knew working there left to get paid twice as much working for 100 Thieves. So, good for him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. yeah and yeah. then uh, also Alana left. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everyone that was on that ship at some point has vacated. Yeah. Anyways, it looks as though the internet is actually filled with joy because of something IGN did recently. So we figured we'd point it out because even these big companies, they deserve a win yeah. sometimes. Uh, they're being praised because of a review that they did for this year's iteration of FIFA for the Nintendo Switch, FIFA 21. And despite everyone, everyone knowing for years that these sports titles are basically just reskinned versions every year with slight cosmetic upgrades and updates to teams and rosters. Apparently, the new FIFA for the Switch is literally the exact same game as last year's. So their review starts out with the following statement. Seeing as EA copy and pasted last year's FIFA onto Switch again this year, once again saying it has the same gameplay without any new developments or significant enhancements on its store page for the full price of $49.99, I've decided to do the same and copy and paste my review of FIFA 20 on Switch below as my review of FIFA 21. Uh, the author, Simon Cardi, then proceeds to just post his review for the previous title word for word, only changing one significant thing throughout the whole review, the score. Uh, they gave FIFA 21 a 2 out of 10 and added that, quote, FIFA 21 on Switch is virtually unchanged from FIFA 20, which was virtually unchanged from FIFA 19 before it, and outrageously priced at $49.99. If last year's release was borderline insulting, this year's is just plain disgraceful. EA, please do better. Damn. Should note that they uh, gave it a 4 out of 10 the previous year. Oh, they did? So they reduced it to 2 because of it being the same thing. Damn. Yeah. Good. This is like some donkey shit. Like Ethics and games journalism? They don't do this. The whole problem with IGN, like the actual real problem with IGN and the rest. The IGN is pretty much the only one that's still around. Mm -hmm. uh, but the problem is they, they're afraid to be mean because it loses access. Yeah. So it's it's nice to see them be mean sometimes. And they'll say that that is not a true thing, but... No, it absolutely It's is. a wink and a nod behind the scenes. It absolutely is. Yeah. Um, and that's, it, why, it, that's why terrible games get sevens. It's true in sort of every... Uh, anything that has reviews. Uh, there was that big story a couple of years back where the LA Times gave a bad review to some Disney movie. I can't remember what it was. And uh, threatened to revoke their access to future junkets and stuff. Yeah. Recently, uh, Tesla... Uh, the, well, got, only Marcus Brownlee can come to Tesla. Yeah, Tesla got like uh, kind of busted. Like Electric.com, which is just a, basically an Elon Musk fan blog. Like they revealed, they're like, yeah, like we wrote some like vaguely critical shit and got threatened that we were gonna like lose our access if we yeah. kept it up. So this is across the board a normal thing. So it's it's nice to see people's shit. On yeah, but that's the thing too. Is like with review. EA and specifically the FIFA franchise, EA is just like we know what we're doing. Whatever you we... guys know it, we know yeah. it. You're gonna yeah. eat the slop. Yeah, it's fine. You like soccer? Well, you want you, you want this year's teams. Look yeah. at your look at your players. They're on the wrong teams. What are you doing? Yeah. Anyways, let's move over to Spider-Man news. Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much the only huge comic book film franchise that's currently putting out traditional news on the positive side of things and not just being canceled or having its release date pushed. Mm -hmm. uh, Doctor Strange has been added to the mix officially okay. for the next film. Uh, from The Hollywood Reporter, 
Benedict Cumberbatch is putting on the cloak of levitation and will reprise Marvel supernatural hero Doctor Strange for the latest Spider-Man movie installment starring Tom Holland and being made by Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures. The move puts Cumberbatch in the mentor role that was previously occupied by Robert Downey Jr., who played Tony Stark Iron Man in Spider-Man Homecoming, and by Samuel L. Jackson in Spider-Man Far From Home, the latter, the latter reprising Nick Fury. Uh, the role gives Holland a chance to play opposite seasoned actors, gives Peter Parker a father figure, and gives the movie's extra star power while tying them to the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Kind of a dig at Tom Holland there. He needs an anchor. Yeah. Uh, this, of course, follows the news that we reported on last week where it was announced that, for whatever reason, Jamie Foxx is back and he's going to be playing Electro despite that role existing from a completely different cinematic version of the Spider-Man character. I mean, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Also, he played J. Jonah Jameson. But in... he's the only one in the world that can play that role. Yes, I agree. <laughs> He's, it's the perfect role for him. Also, I've seen things online like Tobey Maguire and uh, and Andrew Garfield are going to be back in this one, too. Like, it's going to be a... Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse kind of movie. I mean, that was cool. And he, there's a petition for Nick Cage to come as uh, as the one that he played in the animated movie. Uh, Spider-Man Noir, I guess. That would be cool. Anyways, yeah. now let's check in on the constantly changing movie release schedule. Starting with one big holdout that was still supposed to be released this year for some reason. And one that we were looking forward to. Yeah, Dune from director Denis Villeneuve. Uh, that's been pushed back a lot further than we anticipated. It's moved back almost an entire year to October 1st, 2021. And since Dune is being pushed to that date, that means Matt Reeves' Batman is also getting pushed, again, a lot further back than we anticipated. That's going all the way back to 2022. Yeah. So... Hunker down movie, folks. Going to be a while, but, you know, you got Hoobie Halloween. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, based on the success of Hoobie Halloween, Adam Sandler's probably got a few more Hoobies uh, or Hoobies up his sleeve. They should do, uh, A24 should give the rights of Uncut Gems to Adam Sandler, and he should do it under his Happy Madison banner. Oh, Uncut I Gems did some too. gambling. Oh, no. <laughs> I did a little gambling. <laughs> what do you say, Swan? Should I gamble on this game? <laughs> Uh, those Boston Celtics. <laughs> mm, I got to win this bet for grandma or they're going to take away grandma's house. <laughs> you can, so there's so many Adam Sandler movies you could impose the, the basic plot of Uncut Gems on. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, here's some more movement details uh, regarding movies uh, because of this damn pandemic from Deadline. Andy Muschietti's The Flash will go on November 2022 instead of June 2022. David Sandberg's Shazam! Two will open in June 2023 instead Jesus. of 2022, while Black Adam will be temporarily undated. It has been moved off of its December 2021 release date. Uh, some good news, though, I guess. Matrix 4 will now debut and move up to December of next year instead of April of 2022. So, I mean, it was supposed to come out uh, next year. It's 2021 technically is still be coming out a that crazy year. year. Dude. Uh, well, depending on how everything goes, once the floodgates are open, concerts, festivals, movies, it's going to be the events. roaring twenties. People aren't going to give a shit anymore. People, are, it's just going to be insane. Yeah. It, 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 if anyone has any money left, they're working on that second twelve hundred dollars stimulus check. By God. Oh, but he already said it's. He's he's like, yeah, I could do it, but um, maybe you should vote for me. How about I hold this as uh, you know, if you vote for me, you get the stimulus. Yeah. You want the stimulus? You want it? Also, we'll make Lindsey Graham walk around in lingerie. How about it, folks? Lady G. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's a, that's a lot of dates to talk about. But let's go back to this year. Uh, another film that was supposed to debut this holiday season was Pixar's Soul. And as we predicted, it's 
it's going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah. But it's not going to Disney Plus Premium. Mm. Uh, not sure if that's because of the performance of Mulan or not, but it's going straight to Disney Plus, okay. and it's going to be moving uh, to Christmas Day. It was supposed to come out for Thanksgiving, but uh, so that's cool. It's nice. You've already got the free service movie if you have well, it. If you have it already, yeah. and I'm excited for it. Uh, it looks it looks like a joy. Yeah. Um, still on schedule for a theatrical release though is Wonder Woman 1984. It's threatening to hit theaters on Christmas of this year, if you can believe it. I don't think that's going to happen. No, but uh, interestingly, though, I didn't know about this. We haven't reported on this, and I haven't seen anything about this until today when I all of a sudden was inundated uh, with ads for it. There is a movie called War with Grandpa starring Robert De Niro that's coming out in theaters now yeah. uh, or next week. And the the odd thing about this is, is the marketing that I saw, I didn't see a trailer for the movie. The the trailer for the movie was the title and them saying, and Robert De Niro's in it, and then it was all shots of families inside movie theaters going, it's just great to be out at the theater yeah. again. Listen, Multiple times. We know y'all are desperate. You haven't been in a movie theater in so long. You miss it. And you know what? You like movies and theaters, and you like Robert De Niro. Who doesn't like Robert De Niro? Well, two of those things are coming up real soon. You're gonna see, it, it, it's a theater movie. You're gonna theatrical see theater release. Uh, also, Don't worry about what it is. It's got Robert De Niro. Bring has, the whole family. Has Robert De Niro ever made a bad movie? Don't think too hard on that one. No. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, this is based on a book that I think I had to read in third or fourth grade. I don't remember anything about it. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. Apparently, it's coming out in theaters. Yeah, and th and the marketing is literally, like, people being, like, we're happy to be back. And then there was, like, a junket clip of De Niro being, like, we're just happy to see Peggy. Yeah. The whole marketing is that it exists in a movie theater. And speaking of movie theaters, um, might not be as many of them when this is all over with. Yeah, Regal has shut yeah, down a whole bunch. Was it Regal? The, Re the head owner of Regal Cinemark or? for Europe has shut them all down there temp temporarily. And yeah. same with here in America. Uh, I mean, it's understandable. Like, but if you're in like Florida, I mean, every theater is probably open. Yeah. Even if they're not officially Go open. wild. Go see The War with Grandpa. Yeah. Or go see Alita Battle Angel, which is apparently back in theaters. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're like, we're appealing to a certain crowd. Uh, so we're going to put Alita Battle Angel back in. Incels. Because people are, people are very passionate about yeah. this movie for some reason. And uh, these people will go see it in theaters. Yeah. But I like to imagine, like, the Regal Cinemas, if they were actually closed in Florida. They're currently operating, but under... But it's like uh, Steve Buscemi in Escape from L.A. kind of operation where, like, all the doors are blown off and there's, like, a fire in the lobby. But mm -hmm. all the screens are running. Yeah. And they're all running the latest movies. They're bootlegs from China, but they're all running. Yeah. And Maps to the Stars Eddie is the one selling you the ticket. Hell yeah. Sounds cool. Hell yeah. Anyways, that's it for News Dump this week. Stay tuned for uh, a new episode of Weekly Weird News coming pretty soon this weekend. Uh, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're just happy to... Suffer along with you, I guess. Yeah. So we'll we'll be we'll suffer with you soon. It'll all be over soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.